and Ted. Excellent. Make them listen to Simon and Garfunkel. Hello, darkness, world. And you get Luke and Lewis on Triple M Modern Digital. Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. It's the last week of our show for the year, and uh, we're slacking off. We've given up. That's yeah, it. well, everyone is before Christmas. Uh, yeah. It's what? Christmas is what now? Four days away? Five days away? Yeah, four I days away. I don't care. I haven't <laughs> looked. I'm slacking off. Yep. So today's show is going to be uh, incredibly average. We've got nothing to talk about. Uh, I mean, I might expose the business, but, you know, it depends if I feel like it or not. Yeah. And also, ATAR results came out today, so uh, there's probably a few more people that were slacking off now as well. So we'll let you know about them, but uh, nah, just kidding. The show's going to be good. We're going to try hard for this one, uh, just in case the boss is listening. We're actually not going to try yeah, hard. Yeah, but, but the Today Show this morning was slacking off, and we'll yeah. get into that after the break. Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M. Uh, you know, I just can't be bothered saying the rest of that, man. <laughs> uh, I think I'm done. How uh, come? I'm just slacking off, you know? It's the end of Christmas. Uh, so actually the start of Christmas? Well, look, I couldn't be bothered saying that correctly, so <laughs> you know what I mean, man. Actually, I'm not even going to finish this sentence. Uh, today, I was... I'm done. Well, that's the thing. Just because, slacking off, man. <laughs> well, everyone's slacking off uh, because it's Christmas next week. Australia, this is the week of the year where Australia just starts winding down. Actually, last week they started winding down. Yeah. This week, everyone's wound down. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're done. The whole, yeah, we're just done. I, mean, I can't the, believe we're on air right now. Yeah, the whole last week of our show was incredible. We had a week build up to the secret Christmas surprise. We had Reese Masson on the show this week. I bet you're all thinking, oh, what have they got planned for the last week? I bet they've got a big thing coming, a giant celebration. No. Sorry to disappoint no, you. We are done. Yesterday we were talking about David Koch and <laughs> what he writes in his weekly column. Yeah. But I noticed this this morning when I was watching the Today Show, Lewis. Yeah. And I noticed straight away that, oh my God, even when I was watching the Today Show, someone was not doing their job. They were officially done. Well, here to tell us more is the commander of the New South Wales Financial Crime Squads, Detective Superintendent Linda Howe. Good morning to you. It is certainly quite a catchy tune, and I'm hoping, I reckon uh, you're hoping that people will remember those lyrics too. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm actually here to talk about road safety. I'm not from the police. <laughs> okay, well, we'll definitely come back to <laughs> Detective Superintendent for more on that. We'll throw it to Deb now. Thank you. Whoever was organising that interview, so what happened there was they tried to throw an interview with the police officer. Because uh, they've sung, the police have yeah, sung Yeah, the police sung some viral. parody Christmas song. They were doing a story about it. Like, yeah, let's, we're joined by a police officer. And then I was watching it. This startled lady comes on screen and goes, um... One uh, person. Are you talking, like, she was, for a bit of, the first two seconds was her going, am I on TV? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she's like, I'm not... From the police force. So I'm whoever here. was booking that interview yeah. was slacking off. And you know what? He's probably already in the mail dives. Just yeah. absolutely. He's, he was Just on relaxing. holiday last week. And that's why that interview didn't go to plan. But you know what? Whoever decided to do the original story is slacking off. Because who wants to hear a story about the police wrote a <laughs> Christmas carol? Ooh, that's interesting television. No, it's not. That was someone be like, ah, someone else wrote a song. We'll just talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've been like, ah, they messed up on a Today Show. We'll yeah. talk about that. Australia's done. I'm telling you, people are slacking off. Here in the corridors at work, yeah. cricket matches every day down the corridor. In the hallway. In, in the hallway. office building. Yeah. People are in business casual playing cricket. And they're like, oh, but it's Triple M, it's cricket. It's like, it's it's kind of work, actually. It's office-wide. Up in Fox, yesterday, people left because the air conditioner stopped working. 2 p.m. It's the not air a reason stopped. to leave. People were like, oh, we're just heading off now. The air con's not working. It wasn't that hot. No. <laughs> it was hotter outside. Yeah. And you know what? Right. Right now, I think we're the only people in the whole building working. It's 12.15pm right now. We are 15 minutes late to the Nando's lunch party.
party. Yeah, there's a Nando's lunch party happening upstairs. We're the only ones who are missing it because we're the only ones. Pre- well, we're pretending to work. Yeah, but well, we're we're just we're just trying to fill fill time basically. Yeah, we're gonna have so to we go get leave. Nando's. <laughs> we'll, we'll you know we'll call off the show for a bit. We'll go have a Nando's lunch because again we're slacking off. If anyone in the Triple M office is listening, could you please bring uh, some Nando's to our, the Modern Digital Studio? Yeah. Nah, who am I kidding? Uh, no, no one's listening. listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not even just in our office, Lewis. Yeah. Everyone else, it's Australia wide. My brother just recently got a new job, big corporate job in the city. Uh, last Thursday, I'm like, how, I'm like, what are you doing today? I'm, I'm considering he was going to say, oh yeah, tax consulting, which is what his job is. No, laser tag for four hours. <laughs> four hours. Got paid for it. Got paid. And I was like, oh, was that the Christmas party? No, Christmas parties this Friday <laughs> starts at 12 p.m. That's ridiculous. They start work at nine. <laughs> you might have, shouldn't even go in. Yeah, when I worked in a in a call center around Christmas time, this is two years ago. We were handling complaints for a supermarket, so obviously you would think food very important thing to handle around Christmas time. And I knew for a fact we would have meetings every day uh, of the higher ups telling us, "Hey, so this has gone wrong. Someone slacked up and slacked off and messed this thing up. So you're going to get a lot of calls." So we were really prepared, and every day we didn't get any calls because. Even though someone slacked off and messed up a giant thing, mm. no no one could be bothered to complain. <laughs> People are just like, we're done. It's four days till Christmas. That should be our new slogan. Yeah. It's just Australia. We're bloody done. <laughs> Luke and Lewis for slacking off. ATAR results. The whole country has them now. I think the last state just got their results. So everybody knows what they got. Yeah. It's uh, quite obviously the most important thing in everyone's life. And if you've got a bad mark, you'll never succeed. Kids, just yes. letting you know. That's, That's a fact. It is a um, fact. In fact, when we got the job here, the radio bosses was like, oh, we like your, your radio uh, skills, but what was your ATAR? We, <laughs> we told them, and they were like, yeah, these boys are geniuses. Yeah, well, that's not what they said. Um, <laughs> I don't even... Well, I do remember my ATAR. Well, it doesn't matter. It's, it's like, it's, I think beyond like, even three months after you get the results, it doesn't matter yeah. at all. Like, I got, what did you get? I got uh, 69. That's great. Um, the, there's only, the only reason why I remember that, there's only two memorable ATARs, mm-hmm. 99.9 yeah. and 69. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. yeah I, uh, well, mine's, mine's a bit of a long story. I got my ATAR because I got them in just before tech, so I got the letter, and yeah. uh, I didn't try in school at all. I wanted to do comedy, so I was like, ah, there's nothing in school here for me. I just want to tell jokes. Mm. Um, so I didn't try at all, and I didn't try in my exam. So I got the ATAR. I didn't even open up the letter. I put it straight in the bin. I looked at it and I was like, this doesn't matter to me. (laughs) I'm not even going to read it. I put it in the bin to make a point to the universe. Um, And then. Were you by yourself? uh, Yeah. But the universe was like, message received. Yeah, the universe was like, whoa, badass. This guy is tough. He's throwing his ATAR in the bin. What a loose unit. (laughs) Did you peek? Did you Uh, No, I didn't look. I had no idea. Did you peek, hide it from the universe that you looked then? No, no, I honestly, I didn't even look at it. I didn't want to know because I, not not because I was like, oh, what if I got a bad mark? I just didn't care. Right. Um, But I found out a year after that that my girlfriend, she was in the house at the time. She went into the bin, opened it up and had a look. And she was like, do you want to know what you got? This is a year after. And I said, no, I still don't want to know. Haven't made it in comedy yet. I'm still struggling. I don't want to know anything. And then a year after that, when I was kind of doing okay, she, she was like, do you want me to tell you? I'm like, yeah, all right. Might be funny. Uh, what do you think I got, Luke? Uh, like, what's, wait, so you think you, think you did bad? 
Yeah. Like well, 50 or what's bad? I don't know. I don't want to say bad because there's no such thing as a bad school. Everyone's a winner. But 50 kind of sucks. There is a bad. <laughs> there is such thing as a bad school. I can tell you. I scored so badly that they didn't even show my mark on so the letter. So what's that? That is the lowest 30%. If you get under 30, they just spare your feelings. They don't even tell you what you got. <laughs> but I'm assuming that I got 29.95. Like I was just in that dumb bracket. <laughs> but uh, So you... So you scored so low that yep. you didn't get a score. And it doesn't matter, man. Look at me now. I'm on Triple M Modern Digital. We actually, it, uh, we were talking about ATARs before the show, and we found out that our button pusher, Radio Mike, he got 96. That's the polar opposite to you. Yeah. And he's working for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, mate. You tried hard in school for nothing, because now I'm your boss. So that's um, what you get if you try hard in school, kids. You're not working for Lewis Spears. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually true. My girlfriend got 80, and for the past three years, she's been organizing my tours. Yeah. So uh, yeah, try hard in school, kids. Or don't try. It doesn't really matter. End of the day, I'll be your boss. Send bad. all resumes to contact at <laughs> lewispears.com, and uh, I'll see you at work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to do this. Businesses exposed. Ah, you've been a naughty business. That's right. The time has come again. Uh, we are exposing yet another business, or I am. You don't yes. have anything to do with this. You're just bearing witness to the expose. Usually, I pick apart uh, your tactics of exposing businesses on this show. Sometimes there isn't a there is a lack of evidence usually given. Mate, don't pick apart my tactics when I'm trying to pick apart a business's tactics. That's just un. That's rude. You're <laughs> just annoyed because it ruined your segment. But who yes, are you uh, picking apart today? Who are you prodding at? Uh, a well-loved uh, classic Australian staple in the franchise sector, Muffin Break. Uh, you see them in all shopping centres, you know, just chilling away, making muffins, helping everyone have a break. You would you would think that they're quite innocent, you know, quite wholesome. Everyone likes a good muff. I certainly wouldn't be targeting them. They wouldn't be my first choice. No. Well, I actually love Muffin Break. Sweatshops in, uh, you know... Trinidad Tobago would be my first choice, but well, you've I, never really exposed a, a sweatshop well, before. Look, mate, I've never seen a sweatshop do this, okay? I think you'll agree with me. You'll be like, well, we can, we can, we can focus on sweatshops after this problem right. is fixed, okay? This is a When we come back in the new year, I want one targeting a sweatshop. <laughs> I think I can't they make any ex- guarantees, mate. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and I'll then, you know what? It. Then we'll forward the segment on to the UN and they can deal with it from there. <laughs> Um, so muffin break. Uh, I I was I went to I usually go to muffin break when I'm in a in a shopping center, and uh, I noticed something because you know how those franchises they're in the middle of the center. You can walk all around them, and generally they have quite high walls, so you can't see the inner workings of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm quite tall. I'm six foot eight. I notice a lot of things that other people don't notice. Mm. Uh, for example, I know when people are going bald before they do. I see the Handy. top of their head. Um, never found a use for that, but it's something to note. Mm. <laughs> uh, I was uh, ordering food for a muffin break, and I saw over their secretive walls into their kitchen. And uh, as you know, muffin break sells croissants, and they make a big deal out of everything's uh, freshly baked in store. You know, it's a bakery. Most cafes pride themselves on that. Mm. Well, uh, to my surprise, imagine my shock when I looked over <laughs> the walls, and I saw... Six trays of Coles home brand croissants. Oh my God, I'm so exposed. Muffin Break has been selling Coles croissants, pretending to be a bakery, telling everyone, oh, we make everything in store when Coles is doing all the hard work. Muffin Break, where do your muffins come from? Okay. Probably Safeway. Mm, could Woolies. come from Safeway. Safeway's could come from 7 Eleven. 
I love the 7-Eleven muffins. Yeah. You know, this blows the case wide open. If they're not making their croissants, maybe they're not even making their own coffee. Maybe when I order a coffee from Muffin Break, they walk down to another cafe and get it from there. Ridiculous. Muffin Break, I think you need to stop helping people have a break. I think you need to have a break from lies. Have you? Okay. <laughs> have you? Yes. Ever? Have you got evidence, firstly? Yes, I took a photo cool. of it. Okay. Have you... Can I see the photo? It's in my phone. Or do I have to trust that you have a photo? You just have to trust that I have a photo. It's in my okay. Dropbox. <laughs> Dropbox is here. I'll, I'll send it to you with mega upload. Cool. So, I'll use have you, you torrent and then send you the link. <laughs> yeah, and I'll you send it to me. So you can download it. Have you ever considered the fact that they might have a deal with Coles where Coles actually provide Muffin Break with the muffins? Counterpoint, Muffin Break, by promising that they bake everything fresh in store, has a deal with me, the consumer. When have they promised that? Everywhere, mate. In fact, I walked up to them and I said, hey, well, this isn't true. It's just, I was going to tell a lie about them promising that they made all the croissants. But uh, they do promise that in their advertising. So, Muffin Break. I'm just looking around. We've got a producer outside. He's shaking his head. They don't promise that. Uh, can we hit the loose expose? Hey, stop no, we don't have it ready. No, segment. we don't it's need to ready. expose you Ending again. Ending the segment. This is Luke and Lewis for lunch. <laughs> Muffin Break. Stop lying about your croissants. <laughs> Luke, have you heard about the riots that are happening outside of Aldi stores across the nation? Yeah, there were riots in my suburb, I saw. Really? Yeah, near where I live, people queuing up uh, for hours and then uh, for, for the Aldi specials. Yes. And then uh, coming into the store. Not just any special. It was a very specific special. Yeah. <laughs> they were selling a Dyson vacuum cleaner for cheaper than it is everywhere else. And there were lines across the nation and people were fighting. Now, you would think that the sale would be incredible for a fight, you know, 90% off. I might yeah. line up for a vacuum cleaner if it's 90% off, get a $200 thing for like 20 bucks for yeah. sure. But uh, it was just 14% off. 14% off. And yeah. it wasn't even the new model of Dyson. It was like no. an out- outdated model. Yeah. It's like lining up for like a used car. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Well, yeah, I, I think that lining up at all at Aldi is kind of embarrassing, but yeah. lining up at Aldi for a vacuum cleaner yeah. that is only 14% off, what are you doing? Next week, people are going to be lining up outside Vinnie's. Watch out for them, people. Uh, the Salvation <laughs> Army. Um, yeah, there'll be giant lines outside Blockbusters yeah. next. That's the last one in the country. I think that's actually around the corner from your house. <laughs> um, but yeah, and what happened is because these lines were so long and everyone was doing it, obviously, and Aldi doesn't, didn't seem like they were prepared for the amount of lines and the desire for this ch- slightly cheaper vacuum mm. cleaner. There were fights in well, the Well, how lines. could you prepare for that? Yeah. The manager went, oh, we could do probably do 40% off this vacuum next week. And then he's gone, oh, that might attract a few more customers. Yeah, and then you get 50 people outside yeah. every one of your stores. It's hard to predict people being that cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all these people were complaining. I actually saw um, a tweet from one woman who said, uh, hey, I sent my boyfriend to line up outside Aldi for your vacuum cleaner, and he lined up for three hours, but then two women who were at the back of the line used violence to push to the front. He was was elbowed twice and they bought two vacuums each and he didn't even get one. First of all, I would like to say that woman is a horrible girlfriend sending her boyfriend to line up at Aldi for a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Guarantee her that wasn't his idea. No. Secondly, you know what sounds fun this Sunday, sweetie? <laughs> Head down to Aldi for four hours and oh, wait. that sounds great, but I'll stay home. Yeah. <laughs> you just do it for me. Also, she blamed Aldi... For the violence. There's no way that you can blame the shopping centre for people being violent for a vacuum cleaner. It's not like they were 
advertising, hey, let's all have a big fight outside Aldi. Like one of the checkouts kicked him in the face or something? <laughs> no, they definitely weren't organising a brawl outside yeah. their stores. Well, yeah, no. So, right, yeah, Aldi, well, are you saying Aldi weren't advertising a brawl? No, I've seen a few Aldi catalogues and not once have I read, well, hey, I come think, punch our customers I think in the teeth. Aldi were to blame, really. Yeah. I think they were advertising a brawl. I oh, mean, really? you didn't see the ads that they actually put out before they sold this vacuum. Why? Because, listen to this, they were definitely inciting a brawl. Get down to Aldi this week for deals so good, you'll want to punch your best friend. That's 14% off a Dyson vacuum that was popular three generations ago. We'll chuck in an elbow to the face. A complimentary throat punch. And a roundhouse kick to the gonads. Buy two Dysons and you can use one of them as a weapon on your roommate. Hey, sucking out my eyeballs with the Dyson. Rule number one of Aldi Fight Club, always talk about Aldi Fight Club. So come on down, you'll have a brawl. More Luke and Lewis after this. They're just on the phone to their mum. Triple M Modern Digital. Luke, uh, have you had a poo here recently? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes? Yeah. You have? Yeah. Uh, have you seen the toilet paper? Um, yeah, not happy with the situation here. Got to got to double up, triple it, up sometimes. It's atrocious. Dude, I'm way more than tripling with We're, the toilet paper that we have. The toilet paper here is is running a one ply situation. It's it's barely even apply. It's like half apply. It's see-through. <laughs> I've got I brought some in. It's don't worry, it's not used. Uh <laughs> I bought some. I wasn't in. concerned. Yeah, good. You can probably smell it. Look, can you see, you can see my I hand? I can see your hand. It looks like paper. tracing paper. <laughs> yeah, they've given us tracing paper, and it's not soft at all. No, it's like half a ply. And if you tracing fold it, paper. you really have to fold it like six times before it even resembles kind of almost regular three ply yeah, toilet you paper. You don't want any breakthrough on that. That's for sure. And there's no a high way. risk. No. I don't think anyone is coming into the toilet. And uh, using that as actual one-ply toilet paper. You know what annoys me about... If you used it without folding it, you'd walk out like you've just put your hand in a jar of Nutella. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But but you know what annoys me about that, right? Yeah. Is that... It's they get one businesses like this. They get one ply toilet paper as a cost effective way. Like, oh, it's cheaper. You know, we won't go. You end up going through six times the amount yeah. than you would if you just got regular three ply. They have paper. no. You should see. They should. I, whoever makes this decision should come into the toilet and watch me pull out exactly <laughs> how much I use. I use half a roll, like yeah. every every time I go. It's, I've made it my mission to completely reverse the cost effectiveness of the one ply yeah. toilet paper. In fact, what I've done is, uh, before the show, you and if, I... If they get me three-ply or more, mm. I don't even know if there's such thing, but if they got six-ply toilet paper in there, I would use one square. I would be economical. <laughs> what, well, you'd one square it? It'd be dirty. <laughs> <laughs> what we did before the show, Luke, is uh, just, to, just to really demonstrate the difference between what we have and then like two and three-ply paper. We've done a little test. Well, you wanted me to test it. Yeah. Because I wasn't that familiar with how big plies are and how much of a difference between each one. Yeah, but now I've educated Luke, yeah. and this is how that lesson went. Luke, I have gone into the station's bathrooms and brought out some one-ply toilet paper. I want you to have a feel of that and give me your thoughts. Don't fold it. That's just one ply. Oh, I can feel my fingers through it. Yeah. Luke. One ply does not fly. <laughs> <laughs> just one ply feels like thin paper. Oh, no, not right, I'm going to cry. Okay, now, Luke, what I want you to do is fold that in half. 
two-ply toilet two paper. Two-ply. Two-ply's still not a satisfied guy. Just two-ply, he's not a satisfied guy. Oh, no, it's not right. Let's try three-ply. Luke, take one half of that, because if you fold it in half again, that'll oh, be four-ply. Four ply. Too we many don't plies. want to do that. Too many plies, all right? We don't want to get out of control here. Yeah. Just take the first half and fold it, and that's three-ply. Three-ply, love it. At a supermarket, they should say, hey, do you guys want flybys, and, or do you guys want three-plies? And I would say, just just three-plies, thanks. <laughs> he tried three-ply, it's better than flybys. Oh, yeah, three-ply, that's what Luke likes. Would you one square it with that if, there, oh, if that no. was our toilet paper? I'm not an animal. No, I wouldn't. I would never one square it. You could give me fifty pliers. You could give me a sponge, and I wouldn't one square it. <laughs> wouldn't one square a sponge? It's not enough. Oh no! I just realized nothing rhymes with sponge. <laughs> Luke, I had uh, a surprisingly inspiring train ride to work today. Wow. Oh, yeah. It, was, it came as a big shock. I just thought I was going to get a regular train ride, uh, which I normally hate, but I left feeling like, you know what? I can take over the world. Very rarely do I leave a peak hour train ride feeling more motivated when I come out of the carriage than when I walked in. Yeah. So every, please do tell. Generally, every stop, I contemplate getting off. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, this guy came on the train and uh, he started preaching. Now, normally when you hear preaching, you're like, oh, religious stuff, you know, religious dude might be a Christian or a Catholic, but nah, mm-hmm. this guy didn't like religion. He just started preaching about the cosmos and how we all need to love each other. He was also a communist. It was the best thing <laughs> I've ever heard. I actually, uh, he started yelling and I wrote down everything that he said because it was just so great. And I have three quotes from the literally 20 that he did say, which I think are really going to brighten up your day and the listeners. Are you ready to be inspired? I'm ready to be inspired. Picture this, flannel shirt, sunburned as, sunglasses, maybe 20s, just yelling and laughing and really happy. I've okay? got to tell you, I was, on my, I was on your train this morning. Oh, that was you. Yeah. You look a little bit sunburned. You all right, man? You smell Vera? Yeah. <laughs> right, so this is the first thing he said. He gets on the train yeah. and he just starts yelling. I woke up with a big old smile on my face. I thought I woke up in heaven, but I was on earth. Actually, scratch that, earth is heaven. Immediately, this guy's like, dude, Earth is heaven. He's on a peak hour train on the Frankston line. Luke, if that's heaven, I don't even want to see what hell is. <laughs> not very good. No. <laughs> um, then second thing, right, that motivated people a little bit. And uh, by motivated... So at this point of the trip, like, I'm chip up, but I'm not inspired yet. Yeah, well, and... everyone was kind of making eye contact with each other, laughing. I saw at least half the train pause their music yeah. so they could listen. Get out their phones, start filming. I started dictating, writing down everything <laughs> yeah. he said. Uh, the second thing he says, he goes, I'm about to bring a bunch of love and happiness to the commuters on this train there are a bunch of things that could have gotten me down this week my torn tendon in my left foot my hemorrhoids or my terrible sunburn from brighton beach so this guy he's downtrodden having the worst week but it doesn't stop him from starting a train revolution he's in heaven on the frankston line you know this guy he's sunburned he's got hemorrhoids his left tendon in his foot is hurt i there would be I would be nowhere near as positive if I had sunburned hemorrhoids. I wouldn't even leave the house. I can't believe he's on the train. (laughs) Uh, And then the last thing that he said before he got off, obviously to do something incredibly important, saving the world, he says this. This is is really put the cherry on top. You're going to be so motivated after this, okay? Love is taking over this carriage right now. Can you feel it? 
and he pulls out his phone and he goes, I talked to some guys on Grinder. They were like, hey, we should see a movie or get a coffee. We really want to know who you are. If those men really wanted to know me, we could have gone to the nearest body of water and melted into it. We would have surrendered to the cosmos. <laughs> Print it, put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> now, Luke, I thought you and I knew each other well, but yeah. obviously the only way to truly get to know each other is we should have met each other on Grinder, yes. had a coffee, and then jumped in a puddle started to melt and then surrendered to the cosmos. What a great way to connect with your distant relatives this Christmas, everyone. So there you go. Download Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Forget about the Christmas tree. Yep. Jump on Grinder and then jump as, straight in the pool. As soon as you've finished giving gifts, yeah. Melt into a puddle and live happily ever after. <laughs> there you go, listeners. You're very welcome. I'm inspired. <laughs> Luca Lewis for lunch. Lewis, we're not particularly known for our celebrity scoops on this show. No, I mean, occasionally we have a brief celebrity interview where yeah. we interview someone walking through the office, but no, we don't get guests or scoops or anything. We really. dabble in scoops. But yeah. We're not, today we're going to go fully, fully, we're going to give you scoops, essentially. Oh, yes, we've got scoops lined up. I mean, Alan is often doing the A-list celebrity scoops, mm-hmm. uh, TMZ doing the B-list celebrity scoops, yep. w- Women's Weekly hitting the uh, C-list celebrity scoops. But we know our place. Yeah. So today, we're doing this. D-list celebrity scoops. Wow, that person's still alive? Apparently. You know me, mate. I love a good D, so hit me up with uh, all the scoops. (laughs) Yes. Will do. (laughs) So, today... (laughs) We're focusing on today. Today, we're focusing on the big R. Red Foo. Oh, Red Foo. The big RF. Dude, when's the last time he was doing... Because he was almost an A-lister for a little bit there in like 2011. He was an almost he was almost an A-lister when he released this song. Uh, not that one. No. Not that one, Mike. <laughs> Radio Mike. First stop up of the show. Oh, thank you very much, Mike. <laughs> yeah. So oh. party rock anthem was his big hit. Every day he was shuffling. Yeah. Um, good it had on. Nothing him. to do with whatever that first song that was playing. But since then, you guys listening uh, probably haven't heard a lot about Red Foo. No, and that's I think where he was we an come X in. Factor judge for a little bit, but even then, that was years ago. And yeah, you just haven't heard from him since. Yeah. So, what have you done? How have you done your research, Luke? Well, I've looked at his Twitter account, which oh, is the only place actually on the net that is still that's still doing uh, Red Foo scoops. Is Red Foo himself? <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one dropping scoops. Everyone right. else, no one else is talking about him. Well, but we are today. Hit me up with this scoop. What is Red him... Foo doing now? Right. Well. He's selling uh, Red Foo socks. Started selling Red Foo socks at PartyRockClothing.com. <laughs> a song that came out in 2011. He's got a yes. website for it. He's which, still milking it. Which does bring me to my next scoop, Lewis, yeah. which is uh, uh, he's still posting about Party Rock Anthem. Regularly does the hashtag, hashtag Party Rock. Right. Um, and, and regularly people still go, nice, man. Nice tweet. We- <laughs> You know Party what? Rock Mansion came out last year in March, and it's still his Twitter heading. That's the last song he put out? Huh? So it must have been the last song well, or the album that he put out, and it's still yeah, his Twitter header. 2011. That's insane. Um, what gets me, right? Okay, Maybe he enough. doesn't know you can update it. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe he doesn't know that nobody wants Red Foo songs. <laughs> Who's buying this gear? Does he have any other well, merchandise? It's just little socks with his uh, head on it. But yeah, he's also selling our uh, Party Rock glasses, four ninety nine. So if anyone still does, doesn't have a Christmas present Sorry, sorted, four ninety nine. 
Oh, do you pay that to him or does he pay that to you? <laughs> he to pays win? you to, yeah. to get them off his hands. It's yeah. still a rip-off. Yeah. <laughs> what else are you doing? Uh, and uh, did you know, mm-hmm. this is the biggest scoop of all, Lewis, right. from Red Foo. Mm-hmm. He went to 10 pool parties recently in 10 weeks. <laughs> Luke. That's a lot of party rocking. Mm. There are three things that can completely ruin a pool party instantly. First one would be... Someone deflating all the pool animals. Mm-hmm. Second one would be someone weeing in the pool. Yep. Third one would be Red Foo rocking yeah. up to the party. <laughs> <laughs> That's Definitely it. not welcome. But uh, yeah, so there he is, back in the spotlight. In case you're wondering um, what Red Foo is up to, now you know. There you go. And we'll keep bringing you those D-list celebrity scoops in uh, the next few shows. But that's the end of today's show. We're going to be back tomorrow. It's our final week for the year, getting ready for Christmas. But uh, well, you're welcome for the scoop. And I'm going to go buy some red food socks. Yeah. This is Luca Lewis for lunch. See you tomorrow. <laughs>